0: Welcome back to Catching Up with Frenches. How are you guys doing? How have you been? Yeah, I got a lot of feedbacks from the first episode on my season 2 that's um happy birthday every day um i like that you guys reached out to me and like told me what you liked and what i should change and then i got so many like cool messages it was making me blush like so um, thank you guys for your feedback. i really appreciate you guys you guys are the best Mm. (laughs) so guys i welcome you back to catching up with franesses and today i'll be discussing fight languages yeah fight languages I know I've spoken about love language in season one yes where I spoke about love languages the kind of like types of love languages we have five so today I'll be talking about fight languages so most times when we get into relationships where um isn't carried away because everything is sweet the boy is loving you the girl is loving you back and then there's this emotion we're all thrilled and then we, we easily talk about the love language. Like, what are your love languages? How do you love to be loved? And then someone says, Oh, my love language is active service. Oh, yeah, I like quiet time. Oh, no, I like the physical touch. Well, we go on and on about love languages, but we don't seem to talk about the fight language. And the truth is that any good relationship without fights even whether or, not, whether or not you're in a relationship even having a friend normally self at work we have disputes so now I'll talk about relationships where you guys are entitled to yourselves you're obligated to yourselves stuff like that there's no how there will be a good relationship without fights and conflicts there will definitely be disagreements so just like this love language there are also fight languages that's fight responses and just like how we have the natural way of how we want to be loved, we also have the natural way on how we respond. The natural way is to how we respond to conflicts. And the first time I heard about fight language was when I stumbled on one video that J. Shetty was share with his wife, um, on his wife rather. It was on a podcast and then he was talking about fight language and then I had to dig into this and like check out what exactly is fight language, like yeah. Because relationship takes a lot of skills, man. And attention. Like, we all know that it's a variable reality. It's not absolute. And that's why I see most people. Because <laughs> they want to avoid all this. It's just best for you it. to just have a relationship with God. God is just going to be there. Like, God is absolute. Like, there's no conflict or so. But human relationship. Would need a lot, needs actually, needs a lot of attention, and that's why I see that love is a verb, is an action, what is a doing, what is not a noun, it's not just a name. And the way we fight, or really the way we argue, is going to determine whether our relationship is going to work or not, actually because anybody can get along when everything is fine when both of you are in a good mood but then when everything is not fine what's up with you guys like how do you guys undo your differences because challenges will either break you guys or like make you guys better actually so we have to conduct our relationships else, unless it's just going to go So, your relationship will just go out it's going to go if you don't put in effort if you don't conduct it it will just go somewhere else and just because you feel like you're doing your best which you will actually be doing it might not just be enough <laughs> for your partner so relationship actually takes a lot of skills and attention yeah, so let's talk about five languages. So I drafted about five kinds of five language um, and five languages here. So the first one is escalation. The second one is deflection. The third is withdrawal. The fourth is invalidation, and the last is um, meditation. So I'll be starting off with the first one, which is which is um, escalation, and I'll be talking alongside with some of the mistakes we make. Uh, when we're fighting so escalation now the default reaction for the escalators is to raise their voice like they just want to communicate but then they don't do it calmly they raise their voice they're shouting their body language looks like they want to war with you they're pointing fingers like i see if you guys are going into a battle and oftentimes, they don't know that it does not feel safe for their partner. And then, even their partner would not even get their point because they are shouting. And then, at the end of the day, the default response of the partner is to be defensive, actually. A quick example is maybe when the person is trying to calm you down, and then you just go like, don't touch me. <laughs> that reminds me of something. It reminds me of me. So, Don't touch me or then you push them away and... <laughs> now this was funny. The not touch me reminded me of something that happened to me. I went out with my boyfriend, and then it was not just me. It was like few girls and few guys. We went out, and then there was this girl that was all over him. She was touching him, holding him. In fact, I could have like mistaken her for the girlfriend actually, because she was all over him. Holding his hand, taking pictures, and all that shit. I was jealous and I got so angry. And I did not want to talk as usual, which is another fight language. I just withdraw. I don't say anything because I didn't want to ruin the whole moment. But I was not comfortable with everything. And funny enough, he did not even realize that the girl was holding his hand. He was just having fun with everybody there. But me, I was watching him, I was (laughs) seeing how many people. (laughs) holding him and all that shit so then, the end the, of when he came to meet me and was like wait what's up what's wrong with you you're not smiling and all that i just went don't even touch me like at that point he was confused like where is this coming from because he didn't understand what happened and then was like what's up i said don't talk to me <laughs> why are you telling him what was up i was just pissed and i was angry then he left like we normally don't Left and I guess we talked about it and then he apologized actually and I apologized too But then I told him I didn't like all that and everything. Well, fine <laughs> So the next thing I'm talking about is the deflection now the problem is never really addressed with a deflector because It is immediately deflected when it is brought up like when your partner is complaining another thing is coming up so now these ones are their minds are short. Whenever you are talking about anything and it does not align with, with them, like it does not benefit them, they actually bring up a sound a like they bring up a counter-argument, and then eventually the thing you are complaining about never gets addressed. For example, you're saying, Oh, um, you did this, you did that. Now, instead of them listening to what you are talking about, they'll go like so why are you raising your voice now they've deflected completely you might actually be raising your voice but now they're not even like your what you're complaining about is not even treated another thing comes up entirely and that's because they are waiting to speak instead of actively listening actually So, without even hearing what the other person is saying, then they respond with a portion of what was said, and then they miss the majority of the whole content. Like, they just pick one thing you're saying, and then the others, they don't even hear. They just pick one thing out of context. So, even though the argument starts, like, even though the argument starts on the subject, then they they start arguing about very unrelated things, like, things that are not even related to what they're talking about. So, that's what a deflector does. So the third one is withdrawal. That's how some people respond to fight fights. They just withdraw. They suppress their emotions, and often they overexpress when they actually talk. Now, the this is why they, they, those withdraw withdraw is because they're trying to run away from the conflict. And then they refuse to engage in what is going on they just they're not just ready maybe mentally and emotionally so they choose not to talk about it and then people often suppress their emotions and then they probably think about it for you they they most times think like their feelings will not be heard or valued which in most cases might be true but it's not enough reason for you not to talk not to tell your partner what's up with you i'm talking to myself <laughs> so funny how they hide them for some reason like you might not understand me you're not just going to hear me you don't see what i'm saying eventually when they now talk they just like overexpress themselves because they've been suppressing their emotion and that's why oftentimes they just walk away without a positive ending like they don't they don't say what's up and they just walk away leaving their partner like frustrated actually or then they give the silent treatment which does not work which does not solve the problem eventually and when you don't communicate at all with someone even to the point of like ignoring their existence it could be because you are avoiding conflict or you are too angry to communicate or you just want to punish them any of this does not solve a problem sincerely And then we have the invalidators, like, their response to a fight is to just invalidate. So, uh, I don't know, maybe they are the yoga pata of them. But then, some of us just actually minimize our partner's feelings, which is toxic, like, on the eye. So, we say things like, it's not true, you're overreacting... And then they find ways to like convince them that their emotions are misinformed or incorrect, which oftentimes might not be. So using apopolic terms like you always you're always complaining now, they are invalidating their partners because they are saying something that is really awesome, and then you go about why are you always complaining at that moment. It kills like it kills the whole vibe, probably makes person even more angry. Or makes the person just feel like this is why I didn't want to talk in the first place, and then sometimes we invalidate them. You know, it could be two ways you could actually invalidate them, like complain, like you're always doing this, or you tell them you are never now invalidating them, like you are never doing this, you never, you're never here in time, that kind of thing. Now, it offs the whole thing that person has ever done. Let's say the person just comes late, maybe twice. Or comes late every time. Let me assume the person comes late every time and has actually made efforts to come earlier some other times. Now you go about you never to actually make the person feel like you never valued the things that they've actually done before. So most times what the invalidators do is like they they decide that it is a way out of proportion, like how the person is reacting. And then, in arguments and odds, they suggest that the person is not right. Like, they actually mark maybe who is right and who is wrong. And they actually mark themselves right. So, there's usually confirmation bias. You forget what the person has done most of the time. And then you pick up evidence along the way. That's what I'm saying. Like, you've never, when you put it on them, like, you never, you never get here in time. Now, what you do is that you pick evidence. Now, when you're angry, most of the time we just remember things that people have done wrong. We actually forget the times they've been like right because at that moment we are so pissed. So, when you're angry, you don't realize it. That's why you just pick up and eventually you just start picking up everything, will just be matching up to what is actually making you angry. You start picking up points. That proved that actually the person is really, really wrong. And then it gives, like, a sense of what is true. That's because you're just angry, actually. And then if maybe you know <laughs> deep down that it's not true and it sucks, you still prefer to think that at that point you're right and then the other person is wrong. So it, if just can come to it, either when you're the one challenging the person and then you go like, you are never, you're never, you always... That's you inviting what they are going to that moment, or you who they are challenging. You go, you go, and then inviting that, oh, you're overreacting. So, it could actually be two ways either you that is angry, or you that they are complaining to. And then the last one is mediating, which oftentimes is almost impossible for most of us when we are angry or when somebody is complaining. And what the mediators do is that they have an objective in their mind, and that is to reach a compromise. Now, they are not competing they are not trying to prove who is wrong and they are not trying to defend themselves that they are right so most of what the mediators do is that they actually just calm down they don't have their um, ego easily bruised so they are just able to listen in the argument and then respond with their own now it's not to like make the person feel less they are listening and then they have something to say after listening not listening to pick up something that person has said and then I start building an argument on that. No, that's not what the mediators do. So, they are masters at maintaining an even tone and temper and that's why they use strategies such as like taking a break and then coming back to the conversation or just writing points then communicate it to their partners like one by one to ensure that things stay balanced and healthy. So, those are the five fight languages i deduced so i'll go for it again we have the invalidation we have the um withdrawal that's those that withdraw suppress and then over express we have the escalators we have the the deflectors and then we have the mediators that's those that mediate now we should actually fight better like because fights will always occur i cannot tell you that no there's going to be this perfect relationship without you fighting nah nah there's nothing like that (laughs) so there are better options on how to fight better one of which is don't point fingers when you are angry like when you are trying to communicate there's no need actually there's no need for you to point fingers either literally or not now like not pointing your fingers like with your hands it might even be with your words Putting it on them, don't point fingers and then be conscious of your words, your choice of words, especially when you're angry, and monitor your own emotions. Our calm down. You are not in your father's house. So, first of all, you are angry, control your emotions, please don't Yeah, Sometimes, like you cannot just like take it and it's unbelievable what a person has done, but then we should put it in our mind at that particular moment when we're angry of all times when you're angry that's the time you should put in your mind that oh yes i'm going to monitor my emotions and i'm going to choose my words right it's not as easy as i said or i'm saying it but then i know it's a conscious effort it has to be deliberate it's not just going to happen it's not magic the third one is that it should be genuine like self-honesty when something is put to you when something's on the table we often time know that we have actually wrong to the person. Most of the times, you know that, you no, know, you have done your own part. Maybe entirely you are not wrong, but then you know, also you understand the situation. So there's really no point you behaving like as if you don't understand what has happened. Because honesty is one of the most important virtue a person can actually have. And it's essential for building like trust. Both for others and within yourself. So, when your partner knows that if they put something to you and they are somebody that is going to actually see reason and then be honest and truthful about your situation, it will solve a lot of, a lot of issues because they will want to talk about things with you. The fourth one is to relax and take their complaints personally. First of all, you that is angry, relax. you that they are talking to relax and then listen to what they are saying and then remember that what they are criticizing like your criticism is not about you it is about their own needs so it's not like as if they are fighting against you they're just complaining about things that are not just going well with them and then the fifth, fifth one is to practice active listening now you listen not just to and pick what to fight about or say you are wrong at the end of the whole conversation after sitting down and listening then I say no you are wrong no you listen actively then the sixth one is don't try and justify yourself at that moment even though you are right there's going to be a time for you to tell the person that no you're actually getting all this wrong but at that point it's all in the person's head that no this is it let the person have their own way at that particular point so don't try and justify yourself or tell them that they are overreacting see what they are complaining about and give them the space to be pissed like let the person have that time to rant, to express themselves, to say stuff so allow them, give them the space to be, to be pissed and then you say I'm sorry seriously, it calms the person down like other moments, so say I'm sorry, and then one thing that you should not do is to not promise that it's not going to happen again, because bro, it's going to happen. You cannot; it might not happen again, but then the tendencies that another situation entirely is going to come up is very high. So you leave them with that meaning that they are giving to it, because at that moment is what they've defined in their heads that is right. So you leave them with that meaning they've given to it. Because they are pissed at that moment and they will not get what you are saying. So, then when everything is a lot calmer, then you can talk about it. A reasonable person will listen and see that they probably have reacted in the first place. So, the next one is that if you have to take time to cool off, do. Sometimes it's not all about solving the whole issue immediately. Yes, let's get it done with. There's sometimes that you have to cool off. But then, if you want to cool off, just make sure that. You have actually ended at that moment with a positive note. Even though you are still going to talk about it, you have ended that issue on a positive note. No, Don't just storm away because you are angry and then you want to cool off. Don't just walk away like a mad person. At that point, you can just say, okay, can we talk about this later? I need some time to think. That's enough. That's still a lot positive. And then you can go and think about it and then come back and talk about the situation. Then the eighth one is to solve the problem Together now, oftentimes this does not work because I'm angry, you're angry. To solve the problem is not what to us are thinking about because to us are telling ourselves the worst thing about each other. You did this, and then me I'm going. Why did you to say this? Then you did that, and then you shouted, and then we keep arguing. So oftentimes solving the problem together is not even visible because we are both pissed. But if you can see that. The whole issue is not like it's not a competition, it's not both of you against each other, but both of you against the problem. A lot of things will be much more easier because you understand the whole thing. Now, both of you should understand that if you are both fighting against each other, you will lose together because the whole situation will just be there in between the both of you. So, solve the problem together and then the next one is finally choose love like choose love like over and over and over again it sounds very unrealistic because <laughs> there are some times that you're just so hungry and then you don't like i don't say you don't love the person but that moment the person is so irritating so annoying you just want to like just get out of my space So it's very unrealistic at that moment to be saying, I love you. (laughs) Or you are the most important thing to me when you are very angry. It does not work. But then it's still a choice, like I said. So as much as it sounds so unrealistic because you are pissed and your partner is moving mad, you still have a choice. You still have a choice. And then the ball is always in your court. So... You choose. It's deliberate. You choose to love the person. And you choose to see what the person is saying. And that's why love actually always wins. So if love always wins, then it can work actually. So peace out. Bye guys. See you next time on Catching Up With finesses. Bye guys. I hope we've learned how to fight better. Because there would always be fights. If it's not time to time, if it's occasionally still, there will be fights. So let's fight better because we want this to work. We really do. See you next time on Catching Up With nurses. Bye.